You are listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javet, a podcast that presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Here is your host. In this podcast, we cover everything from churches and church planting efforts, mission and missions organization evangelism, and unreached people groups, emerging movements and initiatives, justice, current events related to faith, and the persecuted church to author interviews, and more. Let's get to it. Today in the Best of Heart for Muslims edition, we hear from Kate McCord, who served in Afghanistan for nine years after the fall of Taliban in the early 2000s. With the resurgence of Taliban rule, Kate's story has some powerful reminders for us today, the importance of redeeming the time wherever we are. The seeds of the gospel were sown in Afghanistan for 20 years before the Taliban rose to power again. That the body of Christ includes brothers and sisters in Afghanistan who now face extreme persecution. Open Doors ranked Afghanistan as the worst place to be a Christian in 2022. And her talk reminds us that when we hear news about Afghanistan, we are hearing about what's happening in the lives of real people who are not statistics. They are grandparents, moms, dads, sons and daughters, neighbors and friends. And that is what we need to remember in our prayers. Let's have a listen. It is my privilege to introduce our plenary speaker this morning. Um, About six months ago, I read a book for the first time called In the Land of Blue Burkas. And I personally um, was really moved by the stories. And I think the strength in this book is the simplicity of the storytelling of who Jesus is and making Jesus known and understood in a worldview that is completely different than where most of us are coming from. So I'd like to introduce Kate McCord. She spent nine years in Afghanistan working as a Christian aid worker. She learned the language, developed some very deep and lasting friendships. And she's the author of actually three books, In the Land of Blue Burkas, uh, Why God Calls Us to Dangerous Places, and Farewell Four Waters. And I'm personally um, inspired to to watch her example as a woman of God, as a single woman of God, that has stepped out in this way in bravery and in following God wholeheartedly. And I trust and know that you'll be inspired by her stories this morning. So I'd like to invite Kate to come up. Let's welcome her. Good morning, everyone. Such a pleasure to be here. I actually have notes because I'm radically random. And living in Central Asia was fantastic because they love random and they they don't care about time. But I think you want to eat lunch today. So I'm going to care about time a little bit. My name's Kate McCord. I moved to Afghanistan in 2005, and I worked as a a humanitarian aid worker. And I want to talk today a little bit about entering the story and changing the story. And and I'm going to use some stories to do that, if, if that's okay. So when I entered Afghanistan, I had a story. I had an understanding. I had a narrative of 
who Afghans were, what they were like, what they believed. I hope that even as I'm starting to speak this, you see the fallacy, the problem in my thinking, as though Afghans are all one people and they're all the same. <laughs> but, okay, confession. I had a story of myself and I had a story of Afghans. And, um, and then I entered relationship with a, a young woman named Aziza. Now, Aziza had a story of herself and she had a story of me. And these were important stories and they were different stories. Now, in my story of Aziza, I saw someone who was, you know, a wonderful human being and who could help me, but clearly lost, you know, because she didn't know Jesus. In, Jesus, in Aziza's story of me, you know, I was okay. I was this uh, rich, wealthy foreigner, uh, provider of, of all good things, and I was also kind of dumb because I couldn't speak the language and exceedingly helpless, <laughs> which proved to be a fantastic starting point for the two of us. A, a, a little while ago, I talked to a group, a, a young couple who wanted to move to Afghanistan, and they live in San Francisco, wonderful millennials. I love millennials, they love to learn. These guys decided that they were going to become Dari speakers. By the way, salam alaikum, chuturastin, jurastin, satan hubas. Do we have any Dari speakers in this room? Somebody find me if you speak Dari, because I love that language. So they decided they were going to become Dari speakers before they went. And I said, why would you do that? And they said, well, we want to communicate the gospel. And I said, I think you should go and not know how to communicate anything and reach out your hand and say, help me. Help me. I'm the learner. I'm the helpless one. I'm the one who doesn't know anything. That was a perfect beginning for Aziza and I. It was absolutely perfect. And the reason it was perfect is because we had gifts to give one another. We had gifts to give one another. I needed her. And there were things that she needed from me. So we had a story, we had things to share, and I could stop there and we could have had a beautiful relationship and all would be well and I could show you pictures and everyone would be happy, except there's another story that mattered here. And the other story is the story Jesus has. You see, in every conversation that I have with another human being, Jesus is present. Jesus is here in this room. He's with us as we sing. He's with us as we pray. He's with us as we talk to another human being. He's present. He's present in me. He's present around me. He's living. He's breathing. He has something to say. And his story matters. So when Aziza and I came together, we had a story of one another. We had a story of ourselves. We each had a story of Jesus, and they were different, right? Because I am crazy in love with Jesus. And in fact, so crazy in love with Jesus, I thought going to Afghanistan with him was a really good idea. <laughs> and hallelujah, it was. Sometimes it didn't feel that way, but it was. Aziza had a story of Jesus. She respected him. She's a Shiite Muslim, fairly well-educated. She knew the honorable Jesus Messiah. She knew that he was a prophet from God. She knew that he was a really good guy, and that's about as far as it went. More importantly, Jesus had a story, has a story of me, of you, of Aziza, 
Jesus's story matters. My story is interesting. And if I keep talking, I hope you'll like it. (laughs) My story changes over time. When I went to Afghanistan, I had a story of Aziza. As I got to know her, my story of Aziza changed. Jesus's story of us doesn't change. It never changes. So, when I think about what Jesus' story is, when I embrace Jesus' story, his story influences, informs, transforms, changes my story. So my story of Aziza was, you know, she's a really nice lady. She can help me out, she can feed me. By the way, I couldn't cook, I couldn't shop, I couldn't speak, and not for nothing, I didn't know how to use the bathroom. (laughs) Serious problems. (laughs) Jesus' story of Aziza. Jesus' story of Aziza. I saw her as poor, barely educated, downtrodden, dun, dun, dun. Jesus had a different story. Jesus said to Aziza, I know you. I know you. Jesus says to you, I know you. To your Muslim friend who you don't know, I know you. I know her. I know him. Jesus says to my friend in Afghanistan, to my friend in America, I knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. You see, this promise isn't just for me today. I didn't come to Christ until I was 25. You know, I didn't tick off the box, I didn't get baptized. Until I was 26, I think I got baptized. And yet, the day I was born, Jesus said, I knew you. Formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I have loved you, Kate, with an everlasting love. And when I look at Aziza and I realize, Afghan, Shiite, Hazara, to Jesus, precious, beautiful, desirable, his desire for her to save her, to bring her into the fullness of life. Now that changes my perspective. That changes my perspective profoundly. Aziza is no longer a project to me. Aziza and I now are walking together toward the kingdom of heaven. I'm not dragging her, I'm not kicking her, I'm not talking her into it, I'm not telling her she's an idiot. By the way, I'm capable of that. For those of you who know this area, I'm from Jersey. Thank you. That's it, right? So when I talk about changing the story the first thing that I want to think about is how Jesus is seeing me and how Jesus is seeing my friend. I want to change the story within my own heart. And if I can't get the story within my own heart, there is no way for me to share the story authentically with someone else. If I see someone else as less than me, I'm gonna communicate that, guys. 
whether I want to or not. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the classic hypocrite. I'm gonna say one thing and they're gonna know it. They're gonna know it. But I get that story into my heart and I look around this room and we had some panelists up here talking and I didn't even wanna talk after that. I just wanted to sit down and say, tell me more. Tell me more. It motivates when we look at one another, when we realize that Jesus has a story for one another, when we enter Jesus' story for one another, it changes our hearts, it opens our hearts to see the other as family, beloved, precious, as a gift to us. So in the beginning with Aziza, I knew that she was a gift to me in that she fed me, and she really did. And she helped me learn to buy food and she helped me figure out how to clean my house, among other things that I've already mentioned. <laughs> there were greater gifts for me in Aziza. Aziza brought me into her heart. I remember one day going to her house, and uh, this was crazy, I was terrified. I don't know if you've ever been terrified when you like cross the threshold into relationship with someone who's entirely different than you but I will confess, I get scared. I was scared, we jumped into a taxi. She says, you know, she was wearing a burqa, the uh, thing over her face, and I wasn't, and she's just kind of dragging me along like a two-year-old. <laughs> I'm the blue-eyed American in a country where there actually are people who want to kill me, who actually did kill some of my friends, so, you know, we have to be serious about there's some danger here, and she, you know, literally drags me to her house for tea. I love this. Sitting in this little mud brick house, and she pulls out these old photo albums, not an iPhone with pictures. <laughs> They're like little booklets with little plastic, do you remember these? <laughs> with really bad three-by-five photos in them. Are you with me? And we looked at every one of her pictures, and she told me about every situation depicted, every person in her picture. Aziza became human to me. She shared her life with me. So I pulled out my pictures. I had a stack I brought with me of printed pictures and I said, this is my house in America. This is my dear mother. This is my father. This is my sister. We didn't have a deep theological conversation that day. But we loved. We became human to one another. For me, it starts there. In that moment, when we exchanged our pictures, we began to change the story. The story that we were having. Aziza was no longer this poor, downtrodden Afghan woman, and I was no longer this super rich, however incompetent American woman. She became Aziza and I became Kate. Now some of the speakers up here have talked about the communication of love. I believe that in that moment, in that afternoon of drinking tea and eating treats and sharing our pictures and sharing our stories, we communicated love to one another. We received one another into our lives, into our hearts. Now, 
Lest you think that we were pretending that we were all the same, we weren't. Aziza was a very proud Shiite Muslim. And although I don't like to say I'm a very proud Christian, (laughs) I think the truth is that I probably am. We were both very open about our shared faith. And to create that climate that allowed us to be open was important for our conversation. It was important for us to be able to share our lives. You see, not only is my mother important to me, but my Jesus is important to me. And not only is Aziza's family important to her, but her faith was important to her. If we stopped there, we would have become friends. And since I really actually was a wealthy American by their standards, I would have looked like a superstar over time in our relationship because I could patronage, especially when I got good at language. You know, I could, be, I could offer something. But we didn't stop there because remember I said there are three people in our conversation. I like it here better. The lights aren't as strong. Three people in our conversation. Do you remember that? Me, Aziza, and who? always in our conversation. Jesus is always in our conversation. So for me to first be cognizant while I'm sitting in this house, drinking tea, looking at family pictures, that Jesus is here. And not only is Jesus here, but check it out. Sorry, translator. They're there, the translators. I hope I'm doing okay for you. Not only is Jesus here, but listen, friends, he has something to share. See, it's not just about Kate being smart. And I do want to be smart. But it's about Jesus being present. About Jesus having something that he wants to share with Aziza. That he wants to say, that he wants to do, that he wants to show her. And my job, I'm an ambassador to Christ. I am, check it out, not Christ. I don't have to have all the answers. In fact, foolish of me to think I do. But Jesus has the thing in this moment that he wants to share. And I knew I was gonna go off script and tell a story. So one day my friends and I are, a friend of mine and I are walking a neighborhood and we're praying and praying and we're saying, Lord, find someone to take us home. And um, literally, we did this. And we found a woman at a well. (laughs) I love Afghanistan. And she took us home for tea. And the whole extended family gathered, and we got to know them, we drank their tea, we shared with them, and, uh, and we prayed, and we said, Lord, what's the story? What do you want to share? And, and my friend said to me, Kate, are you getting anything? And I said, yeah, Gideon. And I don't want to tell that story, because I don't know how to tell that story in Dari. And besides, there's a wine press, and that's offensive. <laughs> So I prayed again, and she said, are you getting anything? And I said, all I can think of is Gideon. She said, share the story. So I stumbled like a fool, seriously, embarrassingly, through the worst rendition of the story of Gideon that I have ever told in my entire life. And I got as far as, you know, breaking the jars and the enemy scatters. And they all got quiet, and the oldest woman, the white-haired woman, who, by the way, is the person of rank, all you white-haired people, you rule. She said, this was our lives under the Taliban. 
We were clinging to the hem of God's garment and he delivered us. If I can remember that Jesus is the third person in the conversation, I stand a chance of actually being his ambassador. I wanna reveal Jesus to the people with whom I'm speaking. When I was sharing pictures with Aziza and she was showing me mother, father, I spoke words of blessing over them. Very simple words. She would tell me, this is my dear mother and, and she's very, very sick. And I would put my fingers on the picture and say, Lord, heal my friend's mother. This is my brother, this is my sister, actually, this is her sister. My sister is trying to be a doctor in medical school. I put my hands on the picture and I said, Lord, bless her with success. Simple, clean, grace-filled, easy. The burden is easy. There's no coercion there to speak the story of Jesus, to speak the blessings of Jesus into people's lives. In this way, my friend, Aziza, got to know the heart of Jesus. She got to know Jesus as I brought Jesus into the conversation. Now I want you to notice something. I never in this told her she was wrong. You are an idiot for what you believe. Like, does that work? Seriously? Does that work? I looked for what I could affirm in her conversation. Aziza, why do you like to pray namaz five times a day? Three, actually, because she's Shiite. And she talked to me about experiencing God's peace. Ah, Aziza, God loves you. Ah, God desires to wrap you up in his love. It's finding what I can affirm, what I can... What, what I can build on, expand on? Yes, your heart to seek God. Aziza, I love it that you have a heart to seek God. Now one of the speakers up here said the more you come in contact, the more, a, I wanted to say a good Muslim, let me say a faithful Muslim, an adherent Muslim, comes in, in real contact with a Christ follower, they become a really good Muslim, <laughs> an attentive Muslim. And some of my missionary friends would say, oh no, I keep sharing the gospel and they keep getting further away. No! No, you are deepening their hunger for God. And they are reaching to God in the way they know how. And they are deepening my hunger for God. And I am reaching for God in the way I know how. Because this is a two-way street. Aziza has gifts to give me. I have gifts to give Aziza and we share in this way. Now Aziza and I, as we got to know each other, we shared our stories, we shared the story of Jesus, she shared the story of um, their prophet, and wow, did she educate me. We learned, our stories of each other changed. I came back to America, and I don't wanna stay completely in Afghanistan, because we're in New York City. I came back to America, and I discovered a whole nother set of stories. And the stories in America frightened me, and offended me, and wounded me, and, and continue to do so. 
We have a context of stories here, don't we? These stories are appearing in the news, they're appearing in the conversations we have with one another. Some of them are violent stories. Some of them are angry stories. Some of them are fearful stories. Now, I went to Afghanistan and there genuinely were people who wanted to kidnap me and or kill me. Genuinely lived in serious danger. And somehow in that place, I could walk in God's love and God's peace. Now I'm back in America and for me to get killed in some attack in America is like the odds are very, very small. And yet I'm surrounded by people who are living in a narrative that's full of fear and anger, and they don't know what to do about it. But here's the thing, Jesus' story, remember I said Jesus has a story? (laughs) Jesus' story hasn't changed. So that's where we will end today. Thanks for joining us for the Best of Heart for Muslims edition. Next week, we will hear the conclusion of Kate McCord's story about her time in Afghanistan. If you have found this episode helpful or informative, we appreciate honest five-star reviews to help others find this podcast. You can also send us feedback or topic requests at oururbanvoices at gmail.com. You've been listening to Our Urban Voices with Dr. Alphonse Javed, which presents Christian narratives through diverse voices that impact urban ministry. Please check back for new episodes every week.